Hi everyone, it is Sophia. Welcome to Life on Audio, second episode of this college series. I am so excited and I was just feeling ready to do this episode. I don't know what it was. I was literally walking home from Trader Joe's after class and I was like, it is time. It is time to do this episode and so we are gonna do it. Before we do it, I'm just gonna share some things that have been on my mind, other various things, just just a little catch up, even though this episode won't come out for like another month. I Or no, not actually another month. Like, like two weeks, I think, two, three weeks. It's currently the end of January, which by the way, January has felt like the longest month ever. I'm not even kidding. I'm still shocked that we're in January because so much has happened in this month and like it's felt like a lifetime. Like I kid you not, I've gone through so many different lives in this month. But by the time this episode comes out, it'll be February. We'll be halfway through February. Hopefully February doesn't feel as long as January because I really like, I don't know if I can do this if every month is going to feel like at least three months or something like that. I don't know. It just feels so long. But anyways, recording this obviously a little bit earlier than usual. But I was thinking about it today while I was walking and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I need to start posting episodes twice a week or something like that because I have so many ideas and I already have a backlog of episodes. Like I think I have all the episodes recorded up until this episode comes out and then I have episodes recorded that come out after this episode. And so that's going to go into March. And like I want to, you know, like have my episodes be like up to date with what's going on in my life. And I know my life is constantly changing, but it's like because I have so many ideas, I'm like, and then I want to record them right away. Like I can't just wait because when I have an idea and I'm ready to record it, I'm ready to record it and I have to do it. Otherwise, I feel like it won't come out good later on. There's just so much that I want to talk about and so many things that I want to share and so many episodes that I want to do. And I feel like I don't have enough time for all of that. And so I'm almost like maybe I should start doing it like twice a week or something like that. Obviously, I don't have the time for that right now. I mean, school is killing me. Literally, actually, this is probably the hardest quarter I've had since I've been at UCLA and it's my last one. So like, that's really ironic. I have this one class where we literally have like, um, I kid you not, 18 assignments every week. And like, they're supposedly all optional. By the way, I've definitely talked about this before because this class is really killing me, but like they're supposedly all optional, but like they are just so time consuming and they take up so much time. And I don't know which ones, like I just want to make sure that I get like a decent grade in the class. Like I would like to end my college career off strong with a nice, you know, little GPA boost. But this class is like absolutely confusing me. So I'm doing everything in hopes that my grade comes out as I would like it to come out, but I have no clue. So I've been swamped. It's just been crazy busy. Plus like on top of just creating content in general, because obviously now I'm like, very active on TikTok. I'm trying to bring back the YouTube. So like trying to do at least a video or two a week, which always takes time. And then obviously the podcast. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, but it doesn't necessarily get easier with editing. And then just like socially as well, I feel like it's been really looking up. I mean, I had hope, but when I had hope, I didn't think that I would actually have it happen. But I feel like I've been so social. Like, I feel like I have like a ton of plans each week. Like, I usually see one person almost each day at this point. Like, I don't know. There's always something going on. There's always people to meet. And then like on top of like school, I don't know. It's been fun. It's been great. But it's just like, there's a lot. Like, my life is busy. There's a lot. And so I don't think I have the capacity to be like putting out two episodes a week just because of how much time it takes me to edit episodes but maybe after I graduate and I'm not really doing anything for some time that is something I can consider doing so you guys could let me know if you want more episodes from me or not I know people are listening but I don't know 
if you like like what you're listening to or whether this is just like going into the void, you know? So anyways, I have my first midterm tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, I'll be nearly done with midterms. I think I will have one more midterm. That might actually be wrong. No, I think I'll have one more midterm and then I will be done with midterms forever for the rest of my life. And then obviously I have some finals, but I have like a nice gap between my last midterm and finals. It's almost like a month long, which is genuinely the nicest thing ever. So I feel like for right now, I'm just going to embrace all the work and everything that comes with like having to study and having to keep up with my academics, knowing that I will get a nice little break before finals hit. So that's exciting. Love that so much. Anyways, with that being said, I think we can get into this episode. This one is, I actually didn't really conceptualize how I'm going to go about it. I'm just going to talk. And yeah, there was a little overview. This episode is about going out in college, engaging in the going out drinking culture, then also being sober in college. That's something I definitely want to talk about because that's been huge for me. And then also, So my experience with Greek life slash everything that kind of like comes with Greek life and all that. So I think this is going to be interesting, especially if you're like not in college yet or you're about to go to college. I think that many times you don't really know what you're getting yourself into in terms of the going out culture or the Greek life or you have like an idea as to what it looks like, but it may not necessarily be accurate. So I'm just going to be completely honest with my entire experience with all this stuff and maybe something will. I'm just going to talk. Okay, like we're just going to talk. And yeah. I'm just going to share my experiences with all that. So I feel like we have to start with before college because I feel like that really set up how I decided to engage with the going out culture when I started school. Okay, I'm going to talk about Greek life first and then we're going to just like bring in the going out topic because they just like mesh together. They kind of, I mean, there's like separate experiences and then similar experiences. So the whole thing. So I'm just going to start with telling my experience with rushing and then Greek life or actually we'll do rushing first and then we'll go into Greek life and going out. So let's do that. So I rushed twice, actually. I rushed my freshman year when I was like initially coming in right before we started school. I did the fall rush, which is like the normal rush here at UCLA. And When I did it, I did not intend to join a sorority. I really did it for fun. I don't know. I thought it would be like kind of a fun experience to just try it out without any intention of actually joining a sorority. I guess I was like, oh, well, Greek life is like usually such a big thing in college and it's not like I want to join, but like at least let me have the rush experience. So I did that. Now, my rush experience was like fully remote. So it wasn't like the real rush experience, but I guess you get like the gist of how rush works with, you know, the different rounds and like talking to people and all that. And so I did that. I got up until pref round. I think I did pref round. And then right after pref round ended before bid day, I dropped rush and was like, yeah, I'm not joining a sorority. So that was my first experience with it. It was, you know, I think the biggest thing like from the experience, like this is all going to make sense a little later on. But I remember like I didn't really know too much about rankings or like the sororities like I didn't really go into it with much knowledge on Greek life at UCLA but in hindsight it was funny because I ended up with like more of like the bottom tier houses like if if ranking matters to you which it shouldn't but if it does like I kind of ended up with more of like the bottom tier houses like they were like two of the more bottom tier houses and obviously I didn't really know that at the time I was just like oh whatever like you know the whole thing but this is going to come into play in just a moment so you'll get why I just brought this up. So then sophomore year comes around. 
And part of the reason why I decided to rush again was because of my experience with going out at UCLA. I had met a lot of people in Greek life. Also, it's like every time I would go to a frat party, I remember my spring quarter of freshman year, which we'll get into the whole experience of going out at that point. But I remember like the majority of the times when I would go out and I was at a frat and I'd be like talking to like a guy at the frat, he would always ask me like if I was in a sorority and I was just like, no. And so I feel like part of that, as well as like meeting a lot of girls who were already in Greek life, who were in my grade, made me feel as if there was like some importance of being in Greek life. And I think I just like really, I don't know, it seemed kind of perfect. I think I really romanticized it where I was like, ooh. And then obviously like there was like Bama Rush talk and like, I don't know, there was more and more stuff about like sororities and like Rush that I was like being exposed to. And all of a sudden being in a sorority seemed like something of interest And ultimately, I decided over the summer between my freshman and sophomore year that I was going to rush again and this time with the intention of joining sorority. And I think a big part of it was just the fact that I met so many people in Greek life and everyone seemed to have like positive things to say. Like I think most people I talked to had found a good fit with their sorority. And so I was like, okay, well, if everyone has like positive stuff to say, then maybe it's worth trying it out, you know, like why not? So rushed again, fall quarter, beginning of fall quarter of my sophomore year and so this time around we got a little bit more of like the regular rush process some of it was still completely virtual but then some of it was in person so I think the first two rounds were virtual and so I literally was like sitting in my dorm like going to the different parties and then I think the last two rounds I know pref was in person and I think house tour or not house tours oh my god I think it was the last two rounds oh my god I'm totally see this was such a long time ago because I was so like well educated on the whole rush process for so long afterwards like I could tell you everything about rush and now I cannot even remember what the rounds were I know there's sisterhood I don't know if we had philanthropy I feel like we should have I just don't know like now everything's kind of blurring together and I don't remember so it's been a hot second and obviously I don't care about it as much anymore but anyways so I started rushing and the interesting thing that happened this time around when I was rushing was I was actually getting a lot of attention from like the top two houses at UCLA, which are AFI and Cap Cap Gamma. And at this point, because I knew a lot more about Greek life and I knew people who were in it and all that, I just like had a greater sense of the rankings. And I think that ended up really influencing where I decided to go ultimately, because I don't think if I had known, I don't know, who knows, but I have a feeling if I just like hadn't had gone into it completely blindly, but had the same experience, I might have not gone with the sorority I ended up going with. And ultimately, while I don't regret going with that sorority, I do always wonder whether I would have had a better experience with Greek life if I'd chosen the other sorority that prepped me essentially because I obviously like pref comes around and you have two so I went with one but I wonder like if I had put the other one as my first choice whether that would have been a better overall experience in Greek life for me you know? So I think I was already so flattered, like as I was going through the rush process, especially the one that I ended up going with, which I'll, I'll reveal in a minute, but the one I ended up going with, I remember being so shocked that they kept like keeping me each round because I swore that they were going to drop off of my list, like after the first round. And then, and then the second round came around and they were still on my list. And I was like, no, they're going to drop me. Like I was so dead certain that they were going to drop me. I was like, there's no way that they even have any interest in me because honestly, the way 
that I viewed this very specific sorority, like before I started Rush was, oh, that's like the blonde sorority. Like, I don't know why I was like, oh, there's one that's top, like, okay. And then this one is just the blonde sorority. Like everyone is blonde in it. Like obviously not everyone, but it's like very, very blonde. And I was like, I'm not blonde. I just don't really see it as like a fit, I guess. Like not as a fit, but I just like was like, I don't think that they would ever want me there, you know? So I think with time as I kept being invited back and unfortunately there was another okay so ultimately like last round I had three and I was really hoping I would get one of them and I didn't and I remember being kind of devastated because this was the top sorority at UCLA or at least at the time I don't know what the ranking is anymore but the top sorority and I actually really loved them like I think I could have also done really well in that sorority maybe I don't know who knows I don't know but I really wanted to go with them throughout the whole process based off of rankings and also the conversations I was having and the whole experience and yeah I didn't end up getting them for pref and so after that I think I was like okay well now I'm left with these two you know which one am I going with but anyways okay so the two I had for rush were kkg kappa and then g phi so gamma phi beta and ultimately I had a better experience with kappa during the pref round than g phi even though g phi had been I had liked the conversations more consistently throughout the experience whereas with like kappa it was kind of like some were good some were like eh, like not that great or like not anything special and so that's I think ultimately I just got very influenced by pref and it's funny because the person who prefed me ended up being my big and like she was someone that I was very close with while I was still in Kappa. Yeah, so I ended up going with Kappa and I wasn't exactly expecting to match with them on bid day. I was like shocked, but I remember on bid day itself, I had met a girl who I think was in my rush group and we sat together and which actually now I'm about to say something and that's gonna be really ironic. It all comes full circle. But anyways, we were sitting together and we were looking at our envelopes and like we could kind of see like the outline of the card and obviously like every sorority had like a different type of card and like different envelope and we were sitting next to each other and we were like we have the same envelope and same card like we're going to the same sorority and then that moment we knew it was going to be kappa because we both had kappa and i think she had a totally different one for her second choice and she ended up being my twin actually so big and then she was my twin and it's funny because i haven't talked to either of them in like years at this point like i do not know where they are in this world well i know obviously like my twin is still at ucla i think but i don't know where they are in this world and it's just like that says already a lot but anyways so ended up going kappa i was in kappa actively for a quarter so that was like three months and then i was technically still in kappa my winter quarter but I never attended any events except for one which I'm going to get into later on and then ended up dropping by the end of that quarter and that was my experience so I didn't stay very long sometimes I think that maybe if I had like stuck it out for longer I might have had a better experience because I might have met like new people who like joined the sorority and clicked with them but I just knew it wasn't for me and I just didn't see the point of staying in something that I wasn't like loving and all that taking out the going out portion of it because that's a big part of I think the reason why I ultimately just didn't love it but join Kappa started 
start going to all their things. I really made it a point to like the first month that I was in the sorority, I really, really, really made it a point to go to every single social event that they had. And if you don't know anything about sororities, sororities basically pack your social calendar. Like they have like multiple events each week, usually like something with a frat, a date party, like every couple of weeks you have like sisterhood events, you have obviously chapter each week. There are a ton of things for you to do and you obviously don't have to go to all of them, but like if you want to get your money's worth and also try and like engage with the sorority, the best thing you can do is go to every event. And so I made it a point to literally go to every event. I don't think I said no to a singular event in the first month. And that was a lot. Okay. That was a lot because reminder, I was still in school and I was taking four classes and like, you know, my social calendar was booked and busy and that was taking up a lot of time too. So it was like, it was just really overwhelming, but we're going to get into that when I talk more in depth about going out in college and my experience with that. But yeah, ultimately, I think the biggest reason as to why I went to all of these events was because I was hoping that by doing that, people in the sorority who were like already in the sorority or even like people in my pledge class, because my pledge class was 69 girls. So there was like a lot of girls in there and also a lot of them were freshmen and like it was very clicky too. Like it was very, very clicky. I mean, I think every sorority is clicky in its own way, but my sorority was very clicky and I just felt like I like I found people. It's not like I did not make a singular friend while I was there, but I just like didn't find a community in the sorority and I didn't really feel like accepted or welcomed. Like I already remember like within the first week, I kind of was like, it feels like they made a mistake by picking me to be in the sorority, you know, because I was like, I just feel like I don't fit in here. Like I don't I just I couldn't really figure out how I ended up here but I did and I was like I just I, everything feels off and I literally remember like also like first week of me being in the sorority I was sitting on campus one day and I remember already feeling it I kind of was like I don't know if I like this I don't know if I like this and I was sitting at this table and this girl sits at the same table it was like a longer table she was sitting on the other end and she like pulls out her computer and I'm looking at her computer and I noticed she has a Kappa sticker on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's also in Kappa. So I'm like, oh, like, are you in Kappa? And she was like, yeah. And she was a junior at the time, I believe. And I'm like, oh, I just joined. And I was like, do you like it? Like, I'm not really sure how I feel. And we start talking it out. And she's like, honestly, like, you know, like I've been in Kappa for like, I don't know, a year, year and a half, like quite a bit of time. And she was like, I just like, you know, I like it but like I'm not gonna lie like it's not been great like essentially insinuating that like some of the things that I was concerned about like did not get better for her and I was like oh okay well that's concerning because I think one thing about me is I am a very intuitive person. When I have an intuition about something or when I feel something, I feel it very strongly, especially if it's negative. If it's a negative thing or if it's not comfortable, I feel it very strongly. And I literally was actually thinking about this today in a very different context. I was thinking of it in the context of, okay, basically I was listening to this podcast episode and they were talking about like this like horrible relationship, horrible, toxic, nearly abusive relationship that they were in. And I was sitting there and I was listening to it. And I obviously, you know, I understand like people get sucked into things and when it's a toxic relationship it's so hard to leave and it's very easy to get manipulated into it and like believe that you're in a good relationship when you're not so like no judgment but I was like I just feel like I have learned that I can trust myself because if things don't feel right no matter how comfortable they are I will leave and I was thinking about it in the context of my first relationship but also the guys that I've dated since I've kind of like gone on dates like dated quote-unquote short-term 
two different guys and with each one it was like it was great like they were great people but then when I picked up on something I kind of could not let go of that and ultimately maybe you know if I had ignored that kind of stuff or like I was like no it's just nice to be around them like I like how I feel when I'm around them I could have just like gone into a relationship with them ignoring everything that didn't feel right but I would never do that like I could never do that and I feel like it was the same thing where it was kind of like I was already feeling there were already red flags in the whole situation and I was already feeling very uncomfortable by the whole thing like the moment I remember even like I got back home like back to my dorm on bid day and I wasn't excited you know like I wasn't excited about it was so overwhelming and then I came home actually if you guys want to see this all happen in real time I have a video on my YouTube channel documenting my rush process and then I also have a video on my YouTube channel talking about my whole sorority experience in depth which I recorded that a little over a year ago so that's a little bit more of like a, I mean obviously it was already like a year after I'd left the sorority but that I feel like is a lot more it's still like fresh in my mind like it's been a while now and a lot has happened since so I feel like it's not super fresh in my mind but if you want like the like overview on my sorority experience you can go watch that but coming back to the rush video you see the whole process and the last clip is literally me being, oh, I went Kappa. And like, I don't look excited in that video whatsoever. Like, it's very clear that something is off in that video. And that's exactly how I felt the entire time I was in that sorority. And like, from the moment I opened up that little envelope telling me that I was going with them, you know? So anyways, I just felt like I did not really fit the whole vibe of the sorority I felt like people didn't really while I did make some friends and they were great they were the exceptions and everyone else was just sort of like it didn't feel super it didn't feel like a very welcoming environment it didn't feel as if like I could click with those people and yeah it just it didn't feel great and so I think that was a big big thing where it was just like I don't think I can do this like long term you know like it was fun I tried it out you know I clearly like wanted to have the sorority experience and I got it but now I know that it's not for me and like I said maybe if I had gone with a different sorority I would have felt differently and it would have been a better experience but I didn't so that was my sorority experience and it just didn't work out as I would have like liked it to so yeah that was ultimately like it just didn't get better with time and then ironically even though I knew I was gonna drop I still got initiated which like doesn't matter because I didn't necessarily plan to join another sorority like I don't think I was planning to do the whole rush process again but I just like kind of wasted my time by getting initiated into the sorority because then like I had to do the whole I'm leaving process and then also like you know I was clearly decently miserable and a lot of things were like happening in my life and every time I would report back to my parents my dad specifically my mom never understood it because I remember kind of talking about how like I just I think I like almost felt like the diversity higher in a sense like you know Greek life is like generally very white and I'd never had a problem with this like ever 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 but in that moment I definitely felt like a diversity hire and there were like six of us I don't know it just felt weird I didn't like it like I just didn't I never like saw myself that way especially because I'm like half white I was like if this is as good as you can do like diversity wise we've got a problem but I just like for some reason was so in my head with it and I remember telling my mom who is blonde blue eyes you know I was like I was in a sorority with a 
bunch of girls that look like you and she just couldn't get it she was like I don't see the problem and I was like yeah I I don't know I just I can't really explain why but like it just doesn't feel right my dad was very much like against because he paid my dues he was like I'm not gonna pay for this if you're miserable and I was like fair fair enough because honestly I might have continued in it and just like taken it but my dad was like yeah I'm not paying those dues anymore if you're gonna keep calling back with like all these stories and also I don't think either of my parents given that they are not from America really understood the whole concept of Greek life so they were like why do you want to do this what's the point you know so I really had to hype it up to them but I think when I was hyping it up to them I was just trying to convince myself in the process that it was a good idea essentially when I finally dropped in I think it was like March February or March of my sophomore year I had to write this kind of like resignation letter like I'm leaving the sorority and I knew that they read these letters out loud but I thought it was done anonymously one of my friends in the sorority reported back and was like yeah they read that out loud and said your name and like I don't think I said anything bad in that letter I think I was just being very honest and a lot of the letters because we'd heard them before a lot of the letters were usually just like Kappa was such a great like time and I'm so lucky that I was in it but it's just like I don't know like financially can't do it anymore like you know like I don't have the time like something like that it was always just like oh it's so positive so positive and mine was just being brutally honest where I was like I just felt like I didn't really fit in and I felt like I wasn't very welcome and stuff like that and I didn't see that as a bad thing but I don't know I think she ended up like making it out to be like a bad thing but like no one ever so obviously for a while afterwards I was like oh well then people like in the sorority who maybe didn't really think about me because I don't think most people thought about me but like I was like maybe they're like when they see me on campus they're like oh that's the girl who did x y and z but I also don't think anyone actually cared it was just a time in my life where I was like very in my head about everything and so for a moment I was like maybe like people actually care like they're like oh my god she's the girl who just went against our sorority but genuinely no one ever said anything I feel like it was all exaggerated like it probably wasn't even a big deal I'm guessing like the majority of people weren't even like fully listening to the letter because they just like read it out during chapter and you're so bored during chapter that you're like thinking about something else like it really wasn't that big of a deal and no one ever like I don't know like didn't have any problems with it so yeah that was kind of the ending of that now we can go into going out and obviously Greek life is going to tie heavily into it when I get back into going out in my sophomore year so for reference I did not drink in high school I'd I'd only drank once and I also didn't really go out in high school I'd been to like a couple of high school parties but that was only in my senior year, like the very end of my time in high school. And I just, I didn't really go to those things. So I didn't really have experience with like going out with having the freedom of going out and like wanting to go out, like that kind of stuff. Obviously when I was like thinking about college, once I got into college, I kind of knew like, okay, I want to have this like work hard, play hard mentality where like I have a great social life and I go out and like I go to the frats and blah, blah, like whatever, like, you know, the kind of glamorized version of college that you have before you actually start college and you don't know anything about college besides like what you've seen like on the internet or like in movies and so I always knew that I would probably I don't know I I just like had planned for it it all starts actually the drinking part at least this wasn't exactly going out because it was sort of more like house parties but when I moved to Hawaii we would do these like 
weekly kind of like drinking house party nights and it was like every Friday we would like pull out the alcohol and most Fridays we'd also invite other people from like there was like another Hawaii house there was also like there were two girls that lived down the street both of them are actually like my closest friends at UCLA to this day so I literally had coffee with one of them today so they'd come usually and then there were like a couple of like Hawaii locals plus like like one time there was a guy who somehow some way like was like taking a gap year but he was going to go to Yale and like I don't know he made it to one of our anyways the point is we would have these like weekly drinking nights which like is kind of weird because mind you it was just like let's say like seven to 16 of us just kind of like just in a house just getting drunk like hanging out playing some music doing whatever like playing some drinking games like rage cage that was a huge one but we would do that and it was so fun you know because it was like I had all this pent-up energy again didn't drink in high school didn't have those experiences and all of a sudden I had all this freedom and independence and everyone was doing it and everyone was having fun and it wasn't exactly like a bad thing like it was just you know like no one ever went crazy with like the drinking like it was very it was good you know it was good and it was like regulated and like you know my bed was nearby like it wasn't like we were like going out and like running around Honolulu you know drunk it was like we were just in like a safe space just doing our thing and I think the majority of people who lived in our house slash like would come were people who also hadn't drank in high school I think this is just a trend for UCLA kids like a lot of UCLA kids just were very academic in high school and didn't have those like going out experiences so like when they finally got to college it was sort of the first time that they were really getting into that and so yeah I think for everyone it was still kind of like new and exciting and like it was good like it was good nothing bad ever happened then fast forward to a couple months later moved to LA and all of a sudden there are so many more opportunities for going out slash drinking specifically frat parties so spring quarter of my freshman year I would go to the frats all the time and it like coincided perfectly because obviously this was still when like COVID was pretty rampant but at this point, people were getting vaccinated and basically like the frat started throwing again. So like they hadn't been throwing. I mean, obviously I wasn't in LA, so it's like I wasn't going to go regardless. But yeah, I think they started throwing again. So everyone was going and I think the frats would throw like a couple of times a week. I think like Friday, Saturday guaranteed, Thursday also. like Thursday, Friday, Saturday was like pretty much guaranteed and I would go out because that's what happens when you know you haven't really gotten your freshman experience and you want to experience that and it was great like it was it was a good time I had so much fun because it was really life on easy mode because essentially I was taking classes online and then it was just like it was such a glorious time it was so good like life was so good and obviously there was a lot of naiveness and like but it just it was so good because it was all so new and exciting and and not a ton of bad things happened yet. Like I wasn't having really bad experiences with drinking. I want to say there was one night where I went a little overboard and like there were consequences, but that was like one night out of the many nights that I would go out and I had a ton of friends. And also like every time I would go out, I'd meet new people. I'd meet guys, obviously. And like that was the other thing. I feel like when I would drink, I would have this newfound confidence because I was sort of on this like confidence journey. And while I had truly believed that I had like found absolute self-love at this point, I wasn't there yet. I was actually 
in theory, kind of still at the beginning of my journey, but I was like fully convinced that I had like reached my potential. And I was like, yes, like I love myself so much and like confidence. But I think truly when I would drink, I would get this like newfound confidence. And then like I'd go out and guys would approach me and they'd like talk to me. And, you know, like I hadn't really gotten approached by men before. I also like hadn't really had experiences with guys before. And it was just exciting and it was fun. And like I liked that male validation too. Like it really did fuel me. And that was like a big part of like all of that self love at the time. Like I was very like heavy on male validation. And so it was good. It was good. I also met like a lot of girls through it and made new friends. And I don't know. It was just a really positive experience. Not everything was positive. Obviously, there were like things that happened where it's like, okay, like that wasn't great. I think like, for example, one time I met this guy at a frat and we hit it off. And like, I genuinely like this was the first guy that I'd interacted with that I thought was like genuinely attractive and was like exactly my type. And then he invited me to his date party. So I went to his date party, which by the way, nothing ever good came out of any of the date parties I went to. Okay. Besides the last one, which we're going to get into at some point, but that was the first date party I went to. And after that, I had this horrible trend of like having the worst experiences with date parties. But anyways, yeah, he just like, it was just a very weird experience. He very clearly just wanted to sleep with me and I was not interested in that. And we were two intoxicated human beings and there was a little bit of a disconnect. And then ultimately I ended up like walking home at like 4 a.m., which luckily at the time I feel like our college town was still decently safe where it was like I could get away with that and be okay. Although obviously I'm not going to recommend that to anyone. But yeah, I walked home and like my roommate at the time who's my really, really good friend now, like her boyfriend had slept over and yeah, I like got in and they were just like cuddling, like sleeping. And I was like, to have that, I was distraught. And so I went through like a mini heartbreak because of that whole experience. It was so dramatic, but it was also just like, you know, first experiences with guys and like realizing that, I mean, I knew this, but also I was like, I thought like he was a good guy or, and also like people, I remember we had like gone to this pregame together and, and that's where I met a lot of girls who were in Greek life who had positive things to say about it but a lot of them were like friends with him and they were like he's such a great guy and I was like okay like I'm in good hands which by the way if any I never trust when girls are like he's such a great guy because they just don't know they don't know what his intentions are and like they probably only see him as a friend and vice versa so yeah that was that was an experience yeah no like things were good I also went clubbing for the first time it was like an 18 plus club in Koreatown called Arena if anyone from LA probably knows what I'm talking about about. I feel like we all have our own experiences. That was really interesting. Oh my God. So during that time, I have so many stories that I could literally just like do a whole episode on some of my college stories. But during that time, I had sort of like a little going out friend group going. I don't know. It was weird. It was like me, my roommate, then one of my friends who I kind of considered like close to a best friend. And there were two other girls. Like we weren't close, close, but like we would go out together. And then at some point there was this night where like me and my roommate had gone home and they were still out I think it was only two of them like two of them were still out and they somehow met these two random guys who were like looking for parties and they didn't go to UCLA they lived in the Palisades I want to say and one of them was a model and one of them I can't remember what he did exactly but I do know that he was like an ex like TikTok boy like he had like a, a pretty large following 
starting on TikTok, but like he no longer posted on TikTok. I don't know what era of TikTok he was famous on, but he was like well known. And they were both like insanely attractive. And I remember the day that they met, for some reason, these two girls had to like pick something up from my apartment because I think we hosted the pregame. And they came with the two guys and I didn't understand what was going on in the moment. So I like give them back like their stuff. And I'm like, who are these two men? Like they're very attractive. Like where did they come from? Like where did they find them? And later it came to find out like the story. And so for some reason at some point, so we went like to this club with them. I do not remember how old they were either. Like they were not much older than us, but I think they were a little bit older than us. And like, by the way, one of my friends was 16. That's an important thing to note because she yeah, she started college when she was 16. So she was, no, at this point she would have been 17, but she was like really young for what year she was in school. And yeah, she was one of them. Anyways, for some reason we then, well, I initially wasn't going to go on this for reasons I can't remember, but then I decided to join them. We ended up taking a trip to San Diego, us five girls, and then these two guys. And we went there for a weekend. I think we only stayed there. I have literally no memory of how long we stayed there. I don't think it was very long. But like me and my roommate drove down with the two guys. I remember feeling like the coolest person ever. I was like, we're with these two like attractive guys and we're just friends and like blah, blah, the whole thing. And it was a very, very, very messy trip. And I'm not going to get into it because I made a huge huge mistake on that trip and it'll forever haunt me alive. But anyways, the two guys left like super early the morning that we were all supposed to leave. And obviously like the idea was that we were going to like a couple of us were going to go with them. And so they left us and we were like, okay. And so now it was just us five girls and we had to pack into one car which was like it was a decently tiny car and drive back to LA and it was like so messy like everyone was mad at everyone like there was all this drama and then part of it was sparked by the guys too but like because they left no one blamed it on them we were kind of just like pointing fingers at each other I did not help in that situation whatsoever like I was very guilty but yeah I don't know so that was like for example like that was kind of what my life looked like it was very like spontaneous on the whim like a little reckless maybe but like nothing bad per se happened okay it was the true embodiment of someone who had been such a good child and so innocent for so long and had never done anything bad finally realizing that they had all this freedom and independence and they could do whatever they wanted there was a substance involved I never like smoked or did any kind of drugs but drinking obviously and like I said was having fun with it but I think also doing things that like would I choose to do them now? No, not necessarily. But also like I appreciate that there was a version of me who got to do that kind of stuff because I think that it brought a little bit of life. It brought stories and I don't like I do think I like the chaos and that was like chaotic time of my life, but in a good way. And so I'll never look back on that period of my time and be like, oh, that was bad. I will always look at it like she was just naive and she was just having fun with life. And sometimes things were a little weird. Like if we look back on the situation, we like evaluate it. Sure, that was a little bit of a weird situation. Like would I do it now as a 21 year old who I feel like has developed a little bit more with time? No, but I appreciate that my younger version did that because again like I said for the longest time I just I never did anything bad I was like so academically minded so innocent so literally goody two-shoes like that was what I was known for would never like break a singular rule like it allowed me to come out of my shell a little bit and be very social and be outgoing and say yes to scenarios that like 
a year before, I would have been way too scared to say yes to, essentially. Okay, then I went home for summer break. Nothing exciting happened during that time besides the fact that I got like deathly ill. And then I came back my sophomore year and I rushed. And so this is where we start off kind of like the meshing between Greek life and going out. So obviously I was super excited to come back because I'd had such a positive experience at UCLA my spring quarter of freshman year. And I was excited to go out again. I was excited to see my friends and hang out with them and go out with them. And like, I was just so excited. You know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna rush and maybe I'll meet people there too. And it's gonna be great. And ultimately my fall quarter of my sophomore year, during that time that I was in a sorority, was a very dark period of my life that ultimately led to what came later on where my mental health like seriously declined and I was very miserable and I ultimately decided to transfer and kind of like change my life around. I will never regret anything. Yes, there were things that happened during that time, which I will not speak on, but there were things that happened that I don't wish anyone would experience I and I wish in a way that I hadn't experienced it either but I think ultimately it all made me stronger and it kind of was a wake-up call in a sense that I needed to change the way that I was living my life and I think that was important essentially this whole going out and drinking culture that I had been engaging in turned very bad very quickly during my sophomore year so basically okay so I start going out a ton because I'm going to all these sorority events that means I was probably going out like I want to say between three to five times a week and mind you also like with the sorority events sometimes we'd be going out on like a Tuesday or like a Wednesday like it's very normal to go out Thursday Friday Saturday here at UCLA but like going out when you have class the next day at like 10 a.m not the greatest idea and because I was going to all this stuff it was like not doing great you know and I feel like because also like drinking isn't great for you ultimately and it does catch up and I think it finally started to catch up to me and my mental health was declining. I also couldn't say no to anything. So I was just, I continued saying yes to everything, but then I was saying yes to things that weren't good for me or like didn't make me feel good. And there was just a lot of mental, emotional turmoil that occurred because of the things that I was saying yes to. And I was very much in my head and I just like, I wasn't having fun with it anymore. You know, at first, like things were still good, but I got burned out very quickly going into my sophomore year and I think once a month hit of me being in that sorority I finally it's finally clicked that I was having sort of an existential crisis and I needed to take a step back so I did I stopped going to every single event I also like was very ill I'd been very ill my freshman year of college as well well when I was in LA so much so that there was at some point I literally had to fly back home because I was so sick and I wasn't getting better that the only way for me to heal was to be taken out of my college town and then going into my sophomore year my immune system wasn't necessarily any better because I had just gone through like a surgery and I was still healing from that surgery and so there was that and then you know frat flu and all the other diseases that you get when you're in college also I'm fully convinced I got mono when I was a freshman my spring quarter but I have no way of knowing because I refuse to get tested for mono because I think it was like a blood draw and I refuse to get my blood drawn I am so I can't do needles I will faint literally if someone brings up blood like starts talking about it I start going faint so like I refuse to do it so I I got tested for strep. I didn't have strep, but I'm seriously convinced that I had mono because then my sophomore year, one of my closest sorority friends, I called her my Kappa best friend, got mono. And let's just say that I should have gotten mono as well because she had mono. 
but I didn't. And I think technically you can only get mono once. So I'm pretty, pretty certain that I had mono my freshman year. So that's good. But anyways, yeah, besides that, I mean, I was getting, I was just, I was not doing well, like mentally, physically, like I was just, it was not good. It was not good on my body. It was not good on my mental health. It was really not great. And that's why I say, because I started my first relationship right as I went to my winter quarter, I always say that my first relationship came at such a good time because it was sort of my saving grace because it I think that really pulled me out of it because I don't know it gave me something new to focus on and all of a sudden I wasn't like just trying to say yes to every social event that came my way and like trying to overexert myself and then also trying to be in school and like I don't know it was like a breather and somehow some way it just kind of I think also because a lot of this just had to do with guys and like I was having a lot of very negative experiences with guys and drinking like a combination of both and once I got a boyfriend it was like I was no longer engaging with guys and luckily my first boyfriend was a really good boyfriend where he was like patient kind of allowed me to like breathe and feel kind of taken care of by a man like not have a negative experience with a man anymore you know essentially that so like it was a lot of that and yeah basically like I was literally dangling by a thread the last couple weeks of my fall quarter at some point I was crying over a man that like I had never cried over a man before and I was crying over a man over the stupidest thing ever and I was like oh my god I'm not okay like this is all coming down on me and yeah it just it was not good like I the going out constantly the drinking and then like engaging with men and like seeking validation from them every time that I went out and not getting that validation because unfortunately at this point like not a lot of guys were approaching me or like guys weren't approaching me as much and like it was just a lot it was a lot and when I finally went home for winter break it finally allowed me to breathe it felt like I had just been holding my breath this entire time just going through it all blindly and then finally I could like take a step back and breathe again and that's why I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before but the day before I had to go back to LA for my winter quarter I cried for four hours because I did not want to go back because I had such a negative association to LA to UCLA because of everything that happened during my fall quarter and luckily something good came out of it because I met my ex literally the day that I flew back to LA and it ended up going into a relationship and it was a really good at least the beginning of the relationship was like absolutely amazing so I could breathe again and like he was really that's the thing I think the reason why I had so much codependency on him was because he literally was my comfort person and like I hated being at school because of everything that happened and my mental health and all that and so whenever I wasn't in class I would literally be at his or hanging out with him or doing something or like having him come pick me up because I did not want to be on campus. I did not want to be at school. And I was very lucky that I had that lifeline. It just meant that I became very dependent on him for my happiness and for like just being able to breathe, you know? So anyways, I didn't stop drinking at that point. And I also didn't exactly stop going out. I just didn't go out as much anymore and then usually when I would go out it was with my ex and that was fun like I feel like going out at the beginning of a relationship going out and also like drinking with each other is kind of a fun thing it's I don't know other people may disagree but for me it was fun it was exciting it was something new and it was nice being able to go out and not have to like seek male validation and also like be with someone who I was comfortable with I don't know it was just a good time it was always a good time and I liked it so again wasn't going out like three to five times a week anymore or like even like a couple of times a week maybe like once a week max I did go to a couple of like frat parties again with a friend but it kind of all died down like wasn't really doing that anymore I think maybe we were going out like 
maximum once a week at the beginning of the relationship, maybe even like every two weeks. Like it wasn't too, too often. And so I feel like that was good. And then time goes on and I basically end my sophomore year of college. And right before I ended my sophomore year of college, I had a very negative drinking experience where I finally, because by the way, you know, fall quarter of sophomore year, I also started to have like negative experiences with drinking. Like this is when I started to have like blackout experiences. Before that, I had never blacked out before, but I started to have like blackout experiences. And luckily my worst blackout experiences were when I was in a relationship with my boyfriend. So like he could fully take me home and put me to bed and I was safe, but it just started to get a little bit more scary. And then also I don't have any evidence of this, but I'm like pretty certain that I got roofied when I was in my fall quarter as well. Like that just like contributed to all the events that were occurring that time. And I actually filed like a report, but then the report just like, I don't know, it was just so traumatizing because they were asking all these questions and I didn't have any evidence, but also I was like, I've never like felt that way before. It was just very strange. And I didn't think that I drank that much. Like I, you know, I shouldn't have had that experience, but I did. And so, yeah, I'm not sure what exactly happened, but it was a very traumatizing experience. And like, I'm pretty certain that something like that happened, but also I don't know because there's no like telltale sign. But anyway, so there was that. But yeah, I had a very negative experience with drinking at the end of my sophomore year. And that's when I decided that I was not going to drink anymore. And that's where my first sober period started. So my first sober period lasted seven months. And in those seven months, I actually, I went out once, I believe, one singular time. And that was when I was in New York. And that was very peaceful. It was great. My sober period got broken actually when I was in India. And this was like right before my spring semester of my junior year. I actually hadn't intended in breaking my sober period, but I had a cousin who took me out and I was like, you know what? Why not? When else am I going to be like, I don't know when I'm going to be in India next. And like, I'm hanging out with this cousin and this is fun. And like, we're in this cool bar and I want to try some other drinks. So why not? So I drank a couple of times then, but then like after the sober period ended, I didn't drink too often. And I also didn't really go out. I think the next time that I drank after that, like maybe I think at the time, like me and my ex-boyfriend would every so often would like get some to drink. I can't exactly remember, but I feel like we would get a little sparkling wine every so often or like a little thing to drink at home. Again, not drinking too often. And like, I didn't really love drinking. It wasn't my favorite thing, but I think because I'd had sort of a break from it, it was like, there was a little bit of a newfound interest in it. Like I didn't mind doing it. And then I remember like in March, for example, well, okay. In March, end of February, March, first off, I came back to LA to visit and I went out then. And so I was drinking during that weekend and I already felt it like I, I think I only was able to do it like one night because I was like, I am too old for this. Like my body will not allow me to do this. And then like in March, I went out once with a friend. Like we went to a frat party and drink there. It was an okay experience, but it wasn't like anything memorable. So I wasn't drinking too often after I broke that sober period. I broke the sober period because I was like special occasion. And then I was like, well, not really like looking to go back into it because I just don't do it too often. So like whatever, I'll say that I I drink like whenever I want, which not often because I've never been the type of person to like wanna just like drink on my own or like even necessarily drink at home. I know that like me and my ex-boyfriend would do it sometimes, but like that was already kind of like pushing it for me. 
Like I would literally never make myself a drink if I was home alone. So there was that. And then over the summer, I was in Nashville and I was also around people who were like very, we were all college students and they definitely were still very heavily engaged in the drinking culture. And I also feel like there's just a culture in America, like amongst Americans that, you know, you go out, you drink or like even like if you go to dinner like you get yourself like an alcoholic beverage so everyone was kind of drinking and like also it was kind of nice because we had like our meals paid for during the week so when we would go to dinner like you could just get a drink with your meal and like that was paid for by the company so like drink when I was there the first time around then my birthday had a fun little drink and then also me and my dad sipped some cognac for some reason when we got back home and then my ex-boyfriend came to visit me also in July like a couple weeks or like a week later and we went out one night so we drank on that night and then went back to Nashville drank I think there were probably like two nights where I drank and then I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. I had this one night. I can't remember exactly what was going on, but it was like she was in her feelings. Okay. I was just not doing great mentally. The other thing is like I mentioned this where it was like before I got into a relationship, drinking was usually a positive experience for me because I would usually get like approached by men and I would have this newfound confidence. and I'd be able to talk to guys and I did not really have that happen when I was sober which to be fair that doesn't happen to me at all now so love that but anyways at the time it still mattered to me and that was like a great benefit to drinking I guess for me then I got into the relationship and I was like it's not like I necessarily didn't get hit on it was just like whenever I did get hit on I was like I have a boyfriend and so I didn't care about it anymore but then when I got back out of the relationship and I started going out again and obviously drinking when I was going out I was like why is no one approaching me and it started to actually make me feel insecure like I I feel like I'm a very confident person now and like truly confident like it's not like oh I need validation to be confident like I'm confident on my own and for some reason when I would drink I would get like insecure and I'd be like like why is no one approaching me why is no one even looking at me like what's going on and I started to get very much into my head about it and I was like no this is not a good experience I don't like this and that is when I decided I was no longer gonna drink I think we went out for one last time in Nashville and that was it And since then, I have not had a single sip of alcohol. It's been over six months now, which slay, love that. And I have no intention of drinking anytime soon. Like I genuinely have no interest in it because the other thing is like, towards the end like the last couple of times that I drank it was so hard to stomach alcohol like I especially like shots I was not having a good time taking those like it almost was like one of those things where I would take it and I would feel like it was going to come back up right after so yeah I don't know I have no plans of drinking anytime soon at all with that being said that doesn't mean that I haven't gone out I don't go out super often and I think that's really just personal preference it's not that I don't like a good night out I absolutely do and I can have a great night out sober as well I know that it's just that I don't really love the going out culture here at my school I feel like the places that people go to aren't necessarily a good time like I can have a good time but it's like it has to be with the right people they have to bring the energy to and the vibes have to be good and that isn't super easy to find but I have had some amazing sober nights out and I feel like the sober nights out are just like so much more memorable like I can't even tell you about like a good night out when I was drinking but I can't 
can tell you about the great sober nights out and obviously they're more recent but like I can tell you about the great sober nights out that I've had I actually had one in Nashville ironically we went out one night and we intended to just go for dinner but for some reason we ended up at Florida Georgia Line on Broadway and Florida Georgia Line has live music until I think 10 o'clock and then they basically bring out a DJ and it kind of turns into more of like a club setting and it was truly the best night ever like it was so much fun between the live music and then like the club vibe that was going like so so much fun I was dancing I was having a great time like I was loving the people I was with it was so great then in August this was like a month into me being sober me and my friend went to live in Miami which is a club one of the biggest clubs if not the biggest club in Miami and we saw two friends if anyone knows them I love their big booty mixes and like we had to go I was like we have to do it actually they're coming to LA in a couple of weeks and my friend almost flew out for it but I have like midterms around that time and I was like I just feel like it's not a good time but I would love to go actually maybe I'll find a way to go now that I think about it anyways long story short we went to live both of us were fully sober we did ironically pre-game on pre-workout I don't know I had this genius idea actually it's not a genius idea one day I was like well what if we tried pre-workout for our pre-game game instead of like alcohol because I was like I don't know I think there's something about pre-workout that might actually like keep us going it was not a good idea I'm never gonna pre-game on pre-workout or have it be my pre-game drink because it just made me so incredibly anxious and yeah I was not doing good like before we got there once we got there and like they finally came out which they came out super late but when they finally came out I was like okay good time we literally like went as general admission but then like a promoter found us and was like do you want to come to the table and we were like okay why not and we were literally dancing on elevated surfaces the entire time we were there until like 3 30 powered through okay that was like truly it was a good night I would never go I don't think I'm ever gonna go back to live I don't like clubs I don't enjoy going to them I'm gonna avoid them at all costs but regardless that was a really good night fully sober powered through at some point like the promoter brought us water I was like thank you so much because we've been going hard and we were like the only ones dancing throughout the entire set too all the other girls were just kind of sitting at the table and we were like no I fell backwards at one point yeah it was it was a good time and then for example actually I should have mentioned this earlier because I feel like this is part of it but a couple of days ago I went out for the first time in three months yeah I know I didn't have any good going out experiences my fall quarter not gonna lie I think every time I went out it was just not the vibe and again sober it's like you have to be with people that bring the energy and the vibes have to be good and it just never was and that's why I just like avoided going out but I went to the frats actually and then we went to our college bar and the person I went with was also fully sober which was really nice but she's like she has great energy she was amazing she's also like loves dancing which is really the reason why I go out at this point and again I go to bed at nine so like I was like this is literally when I should be sleeping like I can't believe I'm getting ready to go out I literally made a TikTok about it I was like I can't believe I'm getting ready to go out and also I was like I don't think I'm gonna like it because the frats you know like I'm too old for that like I'm a literal grandmother but it was great it was really great by the way you're probably wondering why in the world would I go to the frats I literally could have gone anywhere in this city I just wanted to go for old time sakes I was like you know about to graduate I feel like I have to go one more time and that is exactly what I did and the person I went with had never been to a frat before so I was like why not like let's let's do this all together so we did it was a great time and then we literally ended up like we went to two frats and then we ended up I thought I was gonna go home like after an hour we ended up going to our college bar and the last time I'd been at the college bar I almost started breaking down crying but 
went again. We were elevated surfaces, dancing right in front of the DJ booth. It was great. It was so good. And the nice thing about going out for me now is I don't seek male validation. I don't get hit on very often. I had one man at the college bar turn around, look at me and was like, what's your name? I was like, Sophia. He was like, what year are you? I was like fourth year. And he fully whipped back around. (laughs) I was like, okay, because the college bar is literally just people under 21 because they can't go anywhere else. But anyways, yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) That was weird. And my friend was like, well, at least you got hit on. Like you said you wanted to get hit on. I was like, not that. That's not what I wanted. But yeah, no, I don't get approached. I mean, the thing is, I don't get approached in general. Like I could be anywhere and men are not going to come up to me. But I know people always say like, oh, if you want to meet men, like you have to go out and did it. That's not the way to go. That doesn't really work for me anymore either. But the good thing is I don't crave that male validation and I don't go out being like, oh my God, I'm going to meet a man tonight. Like, sure, there's still a little voice in me that's like, oh, like maybe, you know, like maybe someone will approach me. But like I fully went back home and I wasn't like, oh, why did no man come up to me? I was just like, okay, that was a good night. Like, wow, I'm surprised that I actually really like that. And yeah, love that always so good so good so anyways that is my experience with going out greek life the drinking culture i just realized this episode is really long i just want to talk about being sober in college a little bit i feel like there is this whole well first off the drinking culture in college is huge especially if you are in greek life if you are not in greek life i feel like it's a little bit easier it depends on like the type of people you surround yourself with i recognize that there are a lot of people in college who don't even like go out don't even like engage in all of that they're more like academic or their version of like having fun is something completely different but because I got so sucked into Greek life from like the very beginning, I just always had this kind of like notion of college as being like the place where you go out often and, you know, you drink and all that. And I think with being sober in college, it can be a really great experience. It just, it's probably harder to do than if you're sober in normal life, I want to say. Obviously, not really sure, but I just feel like because there's just such a huge drinking culture, it is a bit harder to just be like, I'm going to be sober, but I also want to go out because you're not always going to have a great experience because I do feel like sometimes the vibes are off. Like I said, I've had experiences, like especially during my fall quarter, every time I went out, things weren't great. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't have fun. And I was like, oh, like maybe if I was drinking, I would have more fun. But then I would remind myself that no, actually, if I was drinking, I would have probably felt the same way, probably even felt more down and depressed about it. And then I would have also not felt great the next day because it would have all like come down on me. And then like, for example, like I didn't get much sleep, not going to lie. Well, so I went out on Saturday, I want to say I didn't get much sleep. I think I slept like five hours. So I definitely was quite exhausted the next day. But like I still I went out. I went to a coffee shop. I got work done. I met up with someone. I went grocery shopping. Like I got a bunch of things done. And like I and I was also up at like 7 a.m., which again, because I couldn't sleep. But anyways, like I was up at 7 a.m. and like I was productive. And the thing is, like I knew that if I had been drinking, I would have woken up the next day and I probably would have laid in bed for hours and hours and hours. And then I would have gotten up and I wouldn't have felt great. And I would have known that I had to get work done. So I would be like kind of like, I'm not going to lie. Like a part of me was still like, ugh, like I'm trying to just trying to get this work done. But like, I don't know. I think it would just have been harder for me to go through the day and like be productive. And ultimately I was. And I'm not going to lie because I was sleep deprived. Like I truly am someone who needs like at least eight hours of sleep to function and I think I got like five six max not even five but I think I was getting like a similar effect if I was hungover not gonna lie so 
there's that but no I also think that like it would have been even worse if I had drank and again I would have like truly not enjoyed the whole experience if it wasn't a good experience to start with so yeah that's basically my take on that so I think like if you are in college and you want to go sober like I say try it it requires some discipline at the beginning but like once you get into it it truly is it's kind of addicting like I'm like there's no point for me to drink at this point like absolutely not and I think for me like I just try and be mindful as to where I'm going so if I'm going to a bar I'll usually like order myself a Shirley Temple so I have a fun drink to sip on as well plus it's like a little treat okay maybe even if the bar isn't that great like I get a little treat when I'm there and like Shirley Temples are like four or five dollars max like you could spend you know on a regular drink you're like paying I don't know 15 to 20 dollars or like if it's a dive bar maybe like 10 to 15 but like I get a little like five dollar drink and it's good and it's like such a staple and I love the little maraschino cherry that comes with it and then if I'm going to like an apartment party or a pre-game and I know everyone's gonna be drinking there I'll just bring a drink of my own so I was doing olipops at first but I'm not gonna lie I'm not a big fan of olipops I feel like I have to try the poppy sodas since I tried the olipop sodas and then one time I went with orange juice like I got orange juice at a cafe and it came in this huge bottle and I was like okay I guess this is my party drink and then also when I have a little bit of a ritual when I pregame so that like I get into the mood because again I'm usually very exhausted at that point and I'm like Ugh, I want to go out but also I'm like it's my bedtime like I should be climbing into bed right now so I will drink a green tea I've done this every time I've been getting ready to go out and then also I will listen to the big booty mixes. I feel like those hype me up and get me into the whole like mood of the night and then I feel good. Then I can go out and take whatever the night gives me and feel like ready and prepped for it. So like instead of pre-gaming, that's what I do and it's a great ritual. And so I think if you are going to be sober, like have your pre-game getting ready ritual that kind of helps like hype you up for the whole thing. Because yeah, it can be a little hard to like go out if you're like fully sober when everyone else is drinking or like you're just going to be in an environment where like everyone is drinking and is drunk and stuff like that. But honestly, like obviously you notice it, like you can see people be drunk, but like you, it doesn't affect you. You know, once you get into that mindset, it doesn't affect you. And I think it's just important to like not care too much. Again, it takes a bit to get there, but like not feel affected by the fact that everyone else is drinking. And it truly is not hard. Like it's not hard. And again, I think there's this misconception that like if you don't drink, you can't go out. Like, yes, you can. You absolutely can. And you can have a great time. It's just that not a lot of people do it. But like if you want to do it, go do it. I highly, highly recommend. It just may mean that you're not like going out every single day. Well, I don't know. If you're that type of person, you could totally go out like multiple times a week sober and be fine and have a good time you know it really just depends on you it depends on like who you are as a person obviously if you're more introverted and you don't really care for like a big social scene then you're probably not going to enjoy it regardless of maybe if you are drinking okay you open up a little bit but like if you're sober maybe you're not going to enjoy it a ton but like if you know you like going out and you like just dancing and having a good time like you can totally have a great time going out and being sober and honestly you could probably have a better time going out and being sober not gonna lie but you know try it for yourself so anyway so yeah whenever I talk to people and they're like oh my gosh you're sober like I've thought about doing a sober period or not drinking anymore I always am like do it like try it do it yes it may be hard getting into it if you have been so used to drinking like in certain scenarios but 
I highly, highly recommend. It's so good. Anyways, with that being said, I think we covered it all with my Greek life and going out experiences in college. If you guys have any questions related to anything I just talked about or any college stuff, let me know. I will try and put like, if you're on Spotify at least, I'll try and put like a little Q&A box so you guys can ask any questions or like say whatever you want to say. And yeah, that's basically it. Also, the other thing is with my sober period, I just want to like briefly mention this. I don't have like a set date as to like when it ends or if it ever will end I just like I'm kind of going with what feels right and honestly like I genuinely have zero interest in ever drinking again as of right now but like if there ever comes a point where I'm like oh I'd like to get back into it then I'll do it but I don't know I'm not sure like I'm ever gonna get there to be honest and like you can get fun mocktails wherever you go I feel like drinks always taste better when they don't have alcohol in it I feel like the alcohol always just like ruins it I've never understood why people like cocktails because it's like it can be like a fun fruity drink or whatever it is but then like there's that just like hint of alcohol kind of like lingering in it and you're like this is traumatizing me like reminds me of the night that I did like tequila shots and like it all went to hell or something like that like I don't know I just don't enjoy that but to each their own of course like no judgment absolutely no judgment whatsoever but just like not my thing not my thing. Can't get behind it. I like it. I like what I'm doing. I am having a great time and I have really no inclination of going back. But anyways, okay, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys in my next episode. I would love if you rate slash follow my podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to it on. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Love you all.